you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football Live here in New York City. It's Thursday, middle of March almost. Uh, I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt over there, Mike Giardi as well. And a veteran at the table now because it's his third hour of television, Bill Safety (laughs) Micah Hyde. What up? We uh, pulled you from the clutches of the beach in San Diego in the offseason to come to New York City. It's kind of cold there. It's kind of cold. It's cold, uh, San Diego cold. Not. 60. All right. Dane, you were in the danger zone there for a second. Well, something's heating things up. Micah, I I want you to read a tweet that we got from a viewer who was watching the show. Bring up the tweet, and then, Micah, look right there and read it on that monitor. Right to your left. Well, Micah is way too handy. Read it loud. (laughs) The rest of us, like a football player. Come on, man. Hey. What do you think? My, my wife got lucky. Uh, right. <laughs> I got lucky. Oh, I got lucky, babe. I did. But hey. You do look good. I appreciate it, man. You look great. Shout out to Mary putting the suit together. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. This is, and you made fun of my outfit. <laughs> yes. No. I, think- I wear H&M. Hot and manly. Okay, that's my go. stuff. She already is officially petitioning for Kyle to stand next to Micah by the end of the show because he can't hang with the hoodie and the, the look, and it's yeah. like a whole thing. It's tough. Yeah, fashion. It's a fashion off. It's okay. um, Just come you know, Dev McCordy was here all last week, and mm-hmm. he took great pride in reading the next part of this with enthusiasm. So give it a punch. Time for the lead block. Yeah! yeah. Uh, NFL Network insider Tom Pellicerno. Tom? Any news that you want to inform us of this exact minute about New York and the quarterback and this guy that wears a cheese hat sometimes? Jamie, here is what we know right now about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. A contingent of Jets officials flew to California on Tuesday to meet with Rodgers as he continues to sort out his future plans. The Jets want Aaron Rodgers to be their quarterback. They have thought through what it would take in terms of the draft pick compensation as well as what they would do with the contract. And if Aaron Rodgers comes to the Packers and says that he wants to be traded, then they are open to working with him on that deal. What has not happened as of this exact moment is Aaron Rodgers telling the Packers or the Jets what his intentions are. He holds the keys to this with a nearly $60 million fully guaranteed compensation for 2023 and effective veto power over any deal that might happen. Rodgers himself has only said publicly that he has been thinking about all options in terms of continuing to play in Green Bay, being traded, and potentially even retiring. Meanwhile, we know what the intentions are for Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, at least in terms of his contract. Jackson has wanted a fully guaranteed deal in line with the five-year $230 million contract the Browns gave to Deshaun Watson last year. The Ravens have made Lamar Jackson offers. They've negotiated for more than a year at the top of the market, just not in fully guaranteed fashion. So on Tuesday, they placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, which allows him to negotiate with other teams and potentially sign an offer sheet 
which the Ravens then would be able to choose whether to match or to let him go for two first-round draft picks. The NFL sent a memo to clubs yesterday reminding them that next week's negotiating window only applies to unrestricted free agents, so the soonest that Jackson or the other five franchise-tagged players can have contact with other teams is next Wednesday, March 15th. Guys? That's very Tom. I have a, I have a question about this, and this might sound like a silly thing, but logistically, Lamar Jackson does not have an agent. Does does his phone number just get sent out to every club to be like, in case you yeah. want to contact this man, this is how you get a hold of him? Because the logistics of this is fascinating. Whenever the window indeed does open, it's a good question, Jamie. So Bobby Wagner, Russell Okung, Richard Sherman, there's precedent for other players negotiating their own contracts. Generally speaking, those players reach out to all 32 teams, let them know how they would get in touch with the player once they're available. Now also remember, tampering has been a hot-button issue for the competition committee and the NFL over the past couple of years. They came down hard on the Dolphins, of course, last year because of impermissible contact with both Tom Brady and Sean Payton, there certainly is an element of back-channeling that everyone knows happens through agents at various points. Part of that is because with an agent, they probably represent a lot of different players. If they're making phone calls, who knows what exactly they're calling them about. It could be anything. But when you have a player who is negotiating directly, there's a lot of different dynamics. One of them is No team is going to reach out directly to the player prior to that window opening because of the concern about tampering. So while the other five tagged players surely know what the marketplace might be, what chances, if any, they are of signing an offer sheet or a potential tag and trade for Lamar Jackson and his mother, who is his advisor, very much the first time he's going to get a real look at his market is next Wednesday, March 15th. And that's the official time. Tom Bellisaro, that you did not know I was going to ask you that. I was, I was really awesome. curious because there could be some catfishing happening. It's a whole, I got the ideas are rolling <laughs> oh, away. I know, right? Like Bellisaro, we'll talk to you that. in a little bit. Again, in case something happens, stay plugged in. Let's play Throw It On Thursday. All right. Mike is here. Um, first topic is as follows. Um, there are a couple of quarterbacks that Tom Bellisaro can't stop talking about. Yes. And um, you got to pick who's going to be the Jets quarterback next season. Is it Aaron Rodgers? Lamar Jackson or the field? Mike? I'm rooting for the field. The field? Yeah, after we discussed this earlier, like, who, who is it? What, what would it be? Like, and, and Jets fans, they get their hopes up, and they're, they're really banking on this Aaron Rodgers thing, and then all of a sudden that gets pulled away from him. And then if Lamar doesn't happen, then it's like, well, who's the guy? Mm-hmm. We're running back Mike White again? Mm-hmm. We're going to go with Zach? You know, because he has a high ceiling, according to Joe Douglas? <laughs> like, where, where do you go? Is, is that where Jimmy Garoppolo lands? Like, I'm fascinated by that. Like, that whole thing, if this falls apart, like, A, crestfallen Jets fans on the back page of the post just being devastated. I know, I know. me too. Not to mock you guys, but it would be a little <laughs> bit funny. And then, then to have, like, who's the next guy, just yeah. fascinating. I, I've never been able to get right with Rodgers to the Jets for just reasons I can't quite put my finger on. I, I just have a hard time believing that this, this like, Zen ninja monk from Chico, California is going to move to Jersey. I, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel right to me. And I know he's lived most of his adult life in Wisconsin, but I don't know. Mike, speak to this. Can you see Aaron Rodgers, the guy, yes, coming into New York, New York City, and the media and the lifestyle and the culture? Can you? 100%. Why? Um, he's built for it. He's played a long time. He understands the media, as we know. He, he's, he's 
he'll be successful here. Okay. I'm still going with the field because I've said I don't see Rodgers coming here. I don't think they're going to let Margo here. And I have a dream. You have to stand for something or fall for anything that Jameis Winston will be the New York Jets quarterback. <laughs> oh, my God. Because then we're going to party. Then we're going to party. J-E-T-S, Jameis. That's what I want. Michael, what yeah. do you think? I'm, I'm going with 12. I'm going with 12 to the Jets. Okay. All right. That's, that's my answer. And uh, I think it's working its way there. They're, 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 talk, they're in talks. They're negotiating. So I think they'll get it done. And, and I will be playing him. You got a feeling it's going to happen. Yeah. Yes, I do. Wow. Okay, that's real. I'm confident in it. Okay. I'm not going to put my money down, but mm-hmm. I'm confident. <laughs> okay. I don't think you're allowed to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Sure, I'll go with him. The Lamar Jackson thing, the Photoshop job, he looks great. Uh, Lamar Jackson in green, it, lo- it looks like a good fit. From a play style standpoint, I don't think it really works with all the other talent that the Jets have. I think it's a little bit more a traditional passing offense. and. If anyone thrives in a traditional passing offense, it's Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my gosh. It would be so fun to have him here. Uh, As Kyle so eloquently said earlier, he is the best to have ever done it. Maybe not the greatest, but the best. And if he were to come to New York, I think it would be awesome. I really don't think it would be a bust. I I really think it would be great. I want to rewind. Did you call him a Zen Zen Ninja Ninja Monk? monk. Zen Ninja Monk. With a bit of Jedi tossed in as well. Yes. I'm going to write that down. And a bit of, um, what was his Halloween costume, the Nicolas Cage? We got to Yeah, Cameron Poe from Con Air. Yeah, we got a little Con Air in there. Yeah, and just a touch of 70s hippie. Like, he has it all going on. Nice little uh, jumbo. You know what? That works in the West Village, all right? Like, it, it does. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right, the Oscars will be handed out this Sunday. Uh, blockbuster Top Gun Maverick is up for Best Picture. Of course. Tom Cruise making his return as the iconic naval aviator Pete Mitchell. So mm-hmm. the question is this. Uh-huh. Who has the more watchable body of work? Is it the uh, resurgence of Tom Cruise or the ever-present mm. Tom Hanks? Okay. Uh, Mike, you have to go first on this one. Well, as you know, good movie guy. Huge. Not at all. Mike, you don't watch movies? I don't. Okay. I don't watch so movies. Well. Here's the thing with Tom Cruise that I can't unsee. It's the tooth that's right in the middle. Mm. Have you noticed this? Mm. Sure. Asymmetry is beautiful. It's not where I thought you would go with this question. I, I can't, yeah. I can't oh. get past it. Okay. Oh. Looks good to me. In some ways, it's mesmerizing. It is off-center. Well, it's a little different. Yeah. It's a little different. It's not... Look at that. See how it's... I can't... Mike, you're can't telling me this gentleman's it? giving us Mission Impossible movies and Jerry Maguire and, top, oh, and you're talking about his teeth. Yeah. I am. I can't. I, and you like Tom Hanks' teeth? And, and here's the other Hanks. thing: I can't get. I can't get over the, the. And I know it was like 15 years ago. Him jumping on the Oprah's couch. He has a I lot. I can't get yeah, past sure, that. Sure. So yeah. okay. I'm going with Tom Hanks. All right. Okay. What a take. I'm Tom Mike, Hanks. Mike, <laughs> Tom Hanks. Are you a big Tom movie Hanks? Guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big movie guy. Oh. I try to watch him in my spare time, but I'm going with Tom Hanks. I'm. Uh, you know, you got Woody. I grew up on Toy Story. Talk about it. Green Mile. Yeah. Passed away. Yeah. I mean, you sound like a movie guy. Hey, I, I did a couple months ago. I know, I know it's an older movie, but The Terminal. You guys seen it? Hell yeah! Yeah. Stuck in the airport. You like Great. that movie? That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Can, yeah, right? that's a true yeah, story. Yeah, so I'm going to. Do you have, for just for the record, do you have a favorite movie of all time, Mike? We're getting to know you. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, let's go. Great. Yeah. Really? Hope. Yes. Shawshank oh Redemption. Gosh. Remember the Titans? Yeah. Uh, Never seen Shawshank Redemption. Okay. It's on every day. Uh, you should, uh, uh, Tim, Tim Robbins' teeth are great in it. You're gonna. Jamie, go. I just can't get past it. It's one of those things. Someone like pointed it out, and now I'm just it's an like, original take. I like it. What is there it? are Kyle. <laughs> there are some great teeth in Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah. Um, I was on the Hanks Fine. train, if you will, Polar Express, a great movie. Um, but the new Top Gun brought it back for Tom Cruise mm. for me. Yeah, and then it, it got me on a kick when we were on our way to Munich. I watched the very first Mission Impossible. 
great. I actually mm. never understood oh, yeah. the Ethan Hunt origin story. Sure. That was fascinating. Uh, yeah, the the, the I kind of don't, I, I fight it because of the couch jumping situation years ago, but I've had to, on National Get Over It Day, get over that, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go with Tom Cruise and his body of work. Okay. Small as I harbor grudges for a long time. I that's fine. I think that's we'll what makes that. you a great journalist, Thank Mike. You. That's the way you do Thank it. You. Here, I'm going to compare this to football. Here's the deal. Remember that period of time when Tom Brady went like a decade without winning a Super Bowl? And he got the one against Seattle because of the interception. But it, it was years before he cashed one in. We are currently in that with Tom Hanks. Uh, I want you to take a look at Tom Hanks' last 20 years. It's weird. It's rough. It is not sterling whatsoever. If you go back to Catch Me If You Can in mm-hmm. 02, after that, it's a series of movies where he does weird accents, does those, uh, uh, those Da Vinci Code movies, and then does things that like just kind of don't hit. Captain Phillips was good. Captain Phillips was good. Uh, Sully, wasn't he Sully? Sully? That was not bad. I don't think Sully was the thing. Yeah. It, it wasn't a Tom, a Tom Hanks home run. Now, he's the band that hasn't had a bunch of hits after dominating for 20 years. Tom Cruise is the band that plays the same damn song every single time, mm-hmm. but it's a banger. Those Mission Impossible 57 or whatever, he will eventually perish on the set of one of those movies and we'll weep it. <laughs> but until then, we consume them. Uh, respect to my friends on the Rewatchables who had this whole debate. Look at Tom Hanks' last 20 years. Toy Story is not really a thing. He does the voice is great, but there's like a couple things. It's a bunch of weird... Did you guys see A Man Called Otto? It just came out. Did you see a movie called The Circle he did with Hermione? Uh, News of the World? <laughs> these aren't. These are starring America's movie star, our yeah. Jimmy Stewart, Tom Hanks. And it's just like, eh. He's, he's setting up for a banger. He's coming in with a banger. Maybe he is. Yes. You or, know what, Micah? That's a great point. We, yeah. we could go for the Tom Hanks. I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Tom Hanks comeback project uh, we're ready for. We need the Malcolm Butler interception on the goal line mm. because I don't think it's a man called Otto. Here, it's very good, but like, there used to be a Tom Hanks movie would come out and you just have season tickets. You run to the theater. You yes. go to it no matter what. I don't think we're there. I just don't think. I love Tom Hanks. It's Tom Cruise. Maybe he thought. Uh, maybe he thought that anything he touches turns to gold. And so, but yet it has not happened the last twenty years. And so he's got to reset on what what really works. For Did him. you guys see the Mr. Rogers movie? Uh, no. 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 Right? So, anybody on the set see the Mr. Rogers movie? <laughs> no, 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 no. We got, we got one. Top Gun yes. Maverick oh, though. Yes. Oh, okay. Shout out to Maverick. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Jones to backpedal, right side of the 16. Marcus Jones down the middle to the 10, hit to the end zone! Touchdown! To a shotgun, back to throw, looking, steps up, fires, touchdown! Okay. It's Waddle! Mike White under center, throws one, it is caught by Garrett Wilson. 10, 5, touchdown! Fielded at the 4 by Hines, coming straight up the middle, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Naheem Hines! Yeah, that's what happened in the AFC last season. We've been breaking down that division uh, today, and we've been doing that in every division in the mm-hmm. league across the last couple of weeks, and we'll continue to do so with their to-do lists for this offseason. Today, you're up. AFC's Bills won the title for a third straight year. The Jets lost at least 10 games for a third consecutive season. 
That's some rough copy to read for the Jets. I wonder what they'll do this offseason to make it a different year next year. Guys, let's pick an AFC East team and tell us what should be on their honey-do list this offseason. Mike, what do you got? All right, let's start in my backyard, the Patriots. And, you know, they're 25 and 26 over the last three years. Mm. They've been to one playoff game in which they got smashed by Micah Hyde's Buffalo Bills, like 5,000 to 7 or something like that. <laughs> um, just not even a competitive football game. In fact, the Bills have beaten the Patriots, I think, seven times in a row, seven? Uh, yeah, yeah well, whatever. It's, it's a lot. I look at this team and I say, middling team, the clock is on you. And one of the things I look at, you know, they brought in Bill O'Brien to be their offensive coordinator, which was a big move for them because, well, we saw what the offense was last year. It wasn't very good. And it was because, in part, the design was terrible. The other part of it is they need playmakers at wide receiver. And for whatever reason, if look at this list. This is over the last 10 years or so. Got, Mike? Chris Hogan, Brandon LaFell. Josh Gordon off the scrap heap, Philip Dorsett, a Mohamed Sanu at the end, Gunnar Olszewski, Nikhil Harry, who was their big first-round pick, and he caught like 27 passes in his two and a half years there. They have tried to get by with Band-Aids, spit, tape, bubblegum at that position. Micah Hyde won't say this on TV, but when they game plan for the Patriots, they don't worry about anybody on the outside. Nobody worries about anybody on the outside. They need to go get someone on the outside. The last time they had someone with over 10 touchdown catches at the wide receiver position, 2009 and Randy Moss. 2009. That's the second longest streak in the league. Only the Browns have gone longer without a guy. Mike, can you explain this bugaboo in the Belichick era? They've done so many things incredible. They've whiffed on so many wide receivers. Why does that happen? Complete blind spot. Whatever they do scouting-wise, like, you know what they needed to do? They needed to go to the Steelers and find the guy that scouts receivers for the Steelers and say, we're going to give you double the money. (laughs) Come over here and work for us because we can't get it done. Mac Jones was pretty good as a rookie. I said it. And then massive step backward last year. I say you throw the whole year out because I think it was a disaster from the start and we all knew it was going to be. Get him a guy. We talked about it with Stefan Diggs. We talked about it with maybe Justin Fields. Get him a guy. And then if he doesn't take a leap, okay, then you know Mac Jones isn't your quarterback of the future. But f- for now, for them, they go find an alpha dog. You said this is your backyard up there. I want to hang with the Patriots for a second because um, Bill Belichick brings Bill O'Brien back. He's a former head coach. He just came off of a great tenure under Nick Saban at Alabama, which is essentially the do you want to become a head coach again factory. Um, <laughs> He's back in New England. Gerard Mayo is there. It was a disaster last year with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Like, what's Bill Belichick doing over the next couple of years? Is he trying to maintain status, or is he building a factory here or options for the Patriots? One of the things that's happened with Bill, and, and people that know him have talked about it, Urban Meyer, who he's been, who was close with, I don't know if he's still close with, mm. talked about how he wants to coach guys that he likes now. That that he's at a different Mm. stage in his life, that he doesn't want to have the problems. And I think he feels the same way with his coaching staff. So I think what you've seen is bringing guys back like Patricia and Judge Mm. because he knows them, they know what's expected of them, Mm -hmm. and he just trusts them. I can roll the ball out, and you guys are going to do what I need you to do. Again, we could argue that didn't really happen when he rolled the balls out this year. But I think there's part of that bringing guys back that he's familiar with. He's 70 years old. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yep. Like, Mm -hmm. he likes the grind. Yep. But he, he's taken a little bit of a step back, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's let some of those guys do things that in the past he did himself. Yeah. And I think that's what you're I – th- I th- it makes sense, right, at this point yeah. to take a little bit of a step back. Sure. I like the idea of keeping Mayo and obviously having Mayo back on the staff, someone who turned down a head coaching um, interview. Thank you. Off I was going to say opportunity, opportunity. Uh, with Carolina. 
um, is important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And maybe he's the guy of the future. Michael, what's, but what's, the president is still Bill. What's Patriots Week like now? You know, it's changed. Like Mike pointed out, you guys have had success for a long time. You didn't. Yeah, when you when time. it gets to that schedule and you're like, it says New England. Like, how does that feel these days? Oh, we always know it's going to be a big game. Uh, you know, playing against somebody like Bill Bill, Bill Belichick. You know, he's going to have a game plan. You saw what a couple years ago, uh, the windy game, cold game, yeah. Yeah. craziest game ever. Yeah, last time you losing. lost to him. Though. Yeah, I mean, but but that alone, like that, we we got outplayed and we got outcoached. And you under, you got to understand that once you go play the Patriots each and every week, that you got to bring your A game. You got to be A game playing or coaching, yeah. and something like that might happen. Yeah, because I'm sure game planning defensively for those wide receivers that Mike just listed off is the same as preparing for Tyreek Hill and Jalen. Yeah. Oh, it's the exact no. same. No, it's the parallel is uncanny. I didn't want to put words in his mouth, but no. I, mean, I know what he's like. <laughs> we know um, what you're thinking. Let's go from that, <laughs> from the it. Bill Belichick experience from a personality perspective to Mike McDaniel in Miami. Mm -hmm. um, the Miami Dolphins had an unbelievable start. Remember we were in London, and we were all hopped mm -hmm. up on the Dolphins. They were yeah. playing unbelievable. Tua Tagovailoa suffered just horrendous injuries this season. It was just so hard to watch with the league, and the Dolphins really suffered at that hand. They started 8-3. and three. They finished 1-6. and six. They don't have a backup quarterback option going into next season. They have to figure that out. They don't have a running back that's on their roster going into next season. They have to figure that out. And defensively, the names look great, but you know, Xavier Howard, I think, could, could play better. I know Jason McCourty has sat there and be like, X is my guy. X he has these flashes where he like gets on the ooh wee segment for McCourty, and then other weeks where it's I think it's a tough go in the secondary for the Dolphins. So they have you know they 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 paid Chubb last season when they got him from the Broncos to a five year 110 million dollar deal. That's great. I think you still have to pace him with some other guys defensively. Mike McDaniel's got a lot to do this offseason, and frankly, figuring out what to do if Tua is going to continue playing at that position. The quarterback backup position is strangely one of the more important backup spots in the league, I think, in Miami. Bizarre, bizarre season. Bizarre. They were this toast of the town. Mm -hmm. Tua's an unfortunate thing. And then even the playoff game, like, they came in there and they fought. And that was a game in the mm -hmm. second half, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they, yeah. they, they came to fight really that day. It really was. Um, I'm going to go to the Jets. I'll go to the headliner. We all want to hear about him, naturally. Offensive lineman Connor McGovern. Let's start there. Uh, Connor McGovern, their center, is the only Jets lineman who played every snap last year. The only one. They have the 13th overall pick in the draft. They have the sixth pick. Our guy Daniel Jeremiah thinks they're going to go offensive line. Eight players with expiring contracts. Three starters. Blah, 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 blah. They might get Aaron Rodgers to be their quarterback. And that is going to be a massive deal. He's the best quarterback I've ever seen. He's a four-time MVP. Uh, the Jets have so many demons and so so many efforts and so many swings. Most recently, Sam Darnold with Zach Wilson with. They said, screw it. Let's get the best to ever play. Will he say yes or does he want to retire and move to Hawaii? Yes, Mike. Yeah. You keep saying that he's the best you've ever seen play. Yes. Better than Brady. Better Yes. Mm. Greater, oh. no. Okay. I'm really splitting hairs oh here. Okay. And we can do a whole segment on that. I just, yeah. you, you said it yesterday. caught my ear a little bit. Brady's the most accomplished and the most dominant and all that, and I have full respect. Just in a pure ability, like, I'm like, Rodgers is amazing. What do you think, Micah? I, I, I agree with what you just said. Is that right? Yeah. Mm. Tom Brady is the most, you can't argue, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Yes. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers, talent-wise, uh -huh. just the way he throws up, it's poetry in motion. It's insane, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, do you think pure, pure talent, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes? Oh, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> no, no, baby. Oh, it's tough. look at that. I know. It's tough. They're, yeah. they're both incredible. I, I can't, I can't, Kyle, I can't give you an answer to that. I hear you, dude. I'm I throwing my, my, man, my man Josh, too. I'm throwing that You're in. You're right. Yeah. He's he's up there with them. I, you know, I, I'm i very biased to Josh, like I said. I think he's the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. 
Do you want to take 45 seconds to do the bills to do, or you just want to talk to the camera and say, Jordan Poyer, please come back? Uh, Poe, please come back. Uh, <laughs> Maine, please come back. No, it's, it's like, like we talked about earlier, it's a business. And I'm hoping that, you know, uh, Bean's able to get something done with them. But at the same time, you know, I know that adding more depth to our team, um, you know, surrounding Josh with more talent and defensively just add more depth and continue to get better. Maybe yeah. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are on a darkness retreat right now. Maybe that would be good. Maybe so. I would hope so. I just want to play video games. So that's what do they play? What do they play? Halo? What's, what's yeah, their game? What do you got, Mike? Right? Hey, I'm, not, I'm not a gamer, so I don't know. Never? No. Even before kids, the kids? Ooh, I was, that's, I was how they, you know, that's how they, that's how they I, met. I, I was they were doing it over the... Yes. When he was with Minnesota? When that whole thing was going down, they got together and we were hooking up and playing video games. What game? We need to find out. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, welcome back to Good Morning Football. We are now joined by a former UCLA, UCLA Bruin, which sounds strange because he played quarterback for the UCLA Bruins for a long time. It was very fun to watch this young man in his college career finished with over 100 total touchdowns and is now on his way to the NFL. Please welcome quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson. What's up, Dorian? Yes, what's up, Dorian? Uh, what's going on? Thank you guys for having me. Well, good morning. Uh, I'm assuming you're in California, so thank you for being awake at 631 AM, we yes. appreciate you. Yes, it is. It yes. is considerably early over here on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look alive, Dorian. Here we go. Uh, last week, uh, we saw you in Indianapolis. You were at the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine. It, the Combine is an interesting topic. Some guys walk away feeling like that was the best weekend they've ever had. Some just think, I wanted to highlight what I wanted to show and get away from it. How was your overall experience in Indy? Yeah, it was super cool. Uh, I think the best part for me was getting to spend it with three other teammates who did phenomenal. Um, we were able to help you, help each other out with the interviews, um, just the overall week and process, the ebbs and flows of the emotions, um, being able to keep each other centered, I think was the biggest part for me. And um, I think one thing that I wanted to show off was how good I was in the interviews. Um, and I, I think I really impressed myself uh, with that aspect of it. So I was pleased with the overall experience for sure. Well, it's great to hear that. That's huge. And, you know, you spent your entire college career playing for Chip Kelly at UCLA, a coach that NFL and college fans know really well. There's a lot of opinions, Dorian, about the quarterbacks that come out of Chip Kelly's systems and how they pan out, how they don't pan out. How do you think playing for him and his system has prepared you for the pro level? Yeah, I think it's actually prepared me and my teammates a ton. Um, you know, Coach Kelly does a great job not only with his offense offensive system but uh, really with the way he runs the program as a whole um, from the importance of books and ball to uh, our nutrition and the, and the timing and scheduling of things to make sure that we get things done in the mornings and, and we're a morning practice team and so I think everything um, it, it values to be a Bruin um, Coach Kelly has uh, 
taking it to a, another level and making sure that we're we're being pros at that as well. Nice, nice. Well, Dorian, uh, I'm excited to see you playing at the next level. But uh, before UCLA, you were, were playing at Bishop Gorman High School in Las Vegas, an absolute mm-hmm. powerhouse high yeah. school team. You were a multiple-time national champion there. Um, how was the experience playing at a school with such massive expectations every year? Yeah, I think it was, one, super fun and super surreal just because that's the, the high school life's dream. Um, but two, that school really taught me what it mean to be unselfish, and I think that's why we won so many ball games. Um, just being able to play to the guy to the right of you that you grew up with most of your life um, and, and really being able to value that um, and, and take it to a whole other level, and I think that's a, a life lesson that I'll take with me forever, and it's definitely helped me out a ton um, being here at UCLA. So. During random factoid, my father coached Chip Kelly in high school. All right. Taught him everything he knows. Not not necessarily as athletic as maybe you were and as good a thrower as you were. In fact, let's just say he was average. Was he? He was average. Mm -hmm. But we'll just leave it there. We like Chip. Um, My father still talks to him, I think, uh, occasionally. Um, You've gone through the all-star circuit here, and you played in the Shrine game, Mm -hmm. a Shrine Bowl, I should say, East-West in Vegas. And you're on the West team that was coached by the Patriots staff. Now, I heard the Patriots staff took that pretty seriously. What was that experience of the game being like, was like for you, and what was it like being coached by Belichick and that staff? Yeah, I, I definitely can validate that uh, they did take it very seriously. The goal was to win, um, which is I'm happy that was. That was the same mindset that me and the rest of my teammates came in there with. Um, but it was awesome just being able to, again, get another rep at being a pro before you get to be one. Going through you know NFL position meetings, um, being able to watch the tape and break stuff down with NFL coaches um, and guys that are, are doing it currently, I think was, uh, like I said, an invaluable experience and, and something that we can take with us for the rest of our lives and being able to use that in mini camp um, and, and OTAs and, and training camp and then heading into preseason. Um, it's like we already got our first preseason game out the way. So. I think in a roundabout way, Mike just took credit for your career. I think it, it, I think it goes <laughs> yeah, to your family, <laughs> Chip Kelly, yeah. to Dorian's dad. It's a really incredible hey, thing, right? Can I get 5% off that? Sure. No, okay. you can't get anything. You're going to keep every percent for yourself. Listen, Dorian, we'd love to have you on here, but before you go, this show is on in every facility in the league, meaning that the general managers, the owners, and the coaches are watching right now as they prepare to make their decisions about the draft. Take a little bit, 20, 30 seconds, whatever you want. Look at the camera and explain to them mm-hmm. why they should draft you this year. Yeah, I think me and the rest of my teammates uh, throughout my five years at UCLA have gotten a ton of reps at, you know, taking something that when we walked in there was not so good um, and being able to turn that thing around into something that people want to talk about and and people want to be a part of now um, at the end of our five years. And so I think being able to get those reps of it not always being easy and handed to you um, and being able to figure it out, um, being able to, like, like we always say, learn, apply, and execute, um, at a faster rate, and uh, getting getting all those reps, I think, will help us a lot in the futures. Uh, to include your teammates in that conversation Smart. was a wise man and admirable, and it speaks to your personality yeah. as a teammate in the locker room. That is UCLA's all-time passing touchdown leader with 88 thrown wow. in his mm. college career, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, hoping to be Good luck, sir. quarterback next, one of the 32. <laughs> Congratulations, Dorian. We'll see you down the road. See you, dude. Nice to meet you, man. Hey, thank you, guys. Uh, probably down the street. You just kind of assume he's in Los Angeles. Sure. Will Silva out on the West Coast. Will um, yes. could have just done the white backdrop just like Dorian. They could have just been having the conversation right there. 
<laughs> hey, good luck to DTR. I certainly know about the early wake-up call. Calvin Ridley, by the way, as we transition to what the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing, will get his first chance to play with the Jaguars on April 17th when the team has off-season workouts. He was fully reinstated Monday after being suspended for violating the league's gambling policy. He spoke to our Bucky Brooks about the potential of playing with quarterback Trevor Lawrence. He's a great quarterback, young, smart, got an arm. I'm, I just know that my tools, you know, <laughs> coming to play with him, I could just see, you know, us doing, you know, really, really, really big things. And, you know, he has the, the arm strength to reach me, and and I can get open on a lot of different And we have a lot of, you know, teammates that can help, but I just think he is a, a, a great talent. The arm strength and me and my ability with that, I think it can, it can really work out good. Staying with the Jags, cornerback Shaquille Griffin released on Wednesday after two seasons with the team. Griffin's release saving Jacksonville a little more than 13 mil in cap space. He was limited to just five games this past season due to a back injury. And to celebrate International Women's Day, the Bears and Jets launching the inaugural UK NFL Flag League for girls, the 12-team tournament in London for girls ages 12 to 14 will be split into two conferences with six teams representing the Jets and six the Bears. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.